Inside a Boat, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Dave Jones, and this week we have an episode of Mondays with Matthew, Windermere's chief economist, talking about the current state of the market. So it's a good listen. Take a listen, and we'll see you all next week. Hello there. I'm Windermere Real Estate's chief economist, Matthew Gardner, and welcome to this month's episode of Mondays with Matthew. With home prices continuing to defy gravity, mortgage rates spiking, the Fed planning to raise interest rates significantly, a yield curve that is just keeping its nose above water, and some even becoming vocal about the possibility that we're going to enter a recession sooner rather than later. But it's not at all surprising that many of you have been asking me whether the housing market is going to pull back significantly. And even a few of you asking me whether we aren't in some sort of bubble again. And because this topic appears to be giving many of you heartburn, I decided that it's a good time to reflect on where the housing market is today and give you my thoughts on the impact of rising mortgage rates on what has been an historically hot market. As usual, a little perspective. Between 1990 and the pre-bubble peak in 2006, home prices rose by 142% which was a pretty impressive annual increase of 5.6% over a 16 and a half year period. When the market crashed, prices dropped by 33%, but from the low of 2012 to today, prices have risen by 131%, or an even faster annual rate of 8.6% over a shorter period of time, just 10 years. You may think that prices rising at an annual rate that exceeds the pace seen before the market crash is what has some brokers and home buyers concerned. But that really isn't what many people are scared of. It's this. At the start of 2022, the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate was just a little above 3%. But over a brief 15-week period, they've skyrocketed to 5%. And it's this that has led some to worry that the market is about to implode. Now, of course, nobody can say that the run-up in home prices hasn't been phenomenal over the past few years. And it's certainly human nature to think that what goes up must come down. But is there really any reason to panic? I think not. And to explain my reasoning, let's look back in time to periods when rates rose significantly and see how increasing mortgage rates impacted the marketplace. This table shows seven periods over the past 30 years when mortgage rates rose significantly. On average, rates trended higher for just over a year before pulling back. The average increase was 1.4%. But now look at how it impacted home prices. It really didn't. On average, during these periods of rising financing costs, home prices still rose by just over 5%. Clearly not what some might have expected. But there were some negatives from mortgage rates trending higher. And these came in the form of lower sales in all bar one period and new housing starts also pulled back. So if history is any indicator, the impact of the current jump in mortgage rates is likely to be seen in the form of lower transactions rather than lower prices. And this actually makes sense. Although rising financing costs put additional pressure on housing affordability, 
What people don't appear to think about is that mortgage rates actually tend to rise during periods of economic prosperity. And what does a flourishing economy bring? That's right, rising wages. And incomes increasing can certainly offset at least some of the impacts of rising mortgage rates. To try and explain this, I'm using the median US sale price in February of this year, assuming a 20% down payment and a mortgage rate of 4%. And you can see that the monthly principal and interest payment would be $1,365. But as mortgage rates rise, and if buyers want to keep the same monthly payment, then they would have to buy a cheaper home. Now, using a rate of 5%, a buyer could afford a home that was 9% cheaper if they wanted to keep the payment the same as it would have been if rates were still at 4%. But as I mentioned earlier, an expanding economy brings higher wages. And this is being felt today more than usual, given the worker shortage that exists and businesses having to raise compensation. Average weekly wages have risen by over 5.5% over the past year, well above the pre-pandemic average of just 2.5%. And although increasing incomes wouldn't totally offset rising mortgage rates, it does have an impact. And to demonstrate this, let's use the US average household income of $70,611. Assuming that they put aside 20% of their gross income for a down payment, well, they could afford a home price at just under $360,000 if mortgage rates were at 4%. But as rates rise, and assuming that their income doesn't, well, their buying power is reduced by over 10% or just over $38,000. But if we believe that incomes will rise, well, then the picture looks very different. Assuming wages rise by 6%, where their buying power drops, but by just 5% if rates rose from 4 to 5%, or a bit less than $19,000. Now, although rates have risen dramatically in a short period, because they started from an historic low, the overall impacts are not yet very significant. And if history is any indicator, mortgage rates increasing are likely to have a more significant impact on sales, but a far smaller impact on prices. But there are other factors that come into play too. And here I'm talking about demand. The only time since 1968 that home prices have dropped on an annualized basis was in the 2007 through 2009 period, and again in 2011. And this was due to a massive increase in the supply of homes for sale. And when supply exceeds demand, prices dropped. So how's it different this time around? Well, we know that the supply glut that we saw starting to build in mid-2006 was mainly due not just because households were getting mortgages that, quite frankly, they should never have got in the first place, but because of a very large share of them, well, they had adjustable rate mortgages, which, when the fixed interest rate floated, well, then they found themselves with payments that they just couldn't afford. And many either listed their homes for sale, others simply walked away. Although it's true that over the past two or so months, more buyers have started taking arms as rates rose, it's not only a far smaller share than we saw before the bubble burst, but down payments and credit quality 
are far higher than we saw back then. So if we aren't faced with a surge of inventory, well, I simply don't see any reason why the market will see prices pull back significantly. But even if we do see listing activity increase, well, I still anticipate that there will be more than enough demand from would-be home buyers. And I say this for several reasons, the first of which is actually inflation. What a lot of people aren't talking about is the proven fact that owning real estate is a significant hedge against rising inflation. You see, most buyers have a mortgage and a vast majority use fixed rate financing. And this is the hedge because even as consumer prices are rising, a homeowner's monthly payment isn't. It remains static. And more than that, their monthly payments in real terms actually become lower over time as the value of the dollar diminishes. Simply put, the value of a dollar in, let's say, 2025 will be lower than the value of a dollar today. But this isn't the only reason that inflation can actually stimulate the housing market. Home prices, historically, grow at a faster pace than inflation. And this chart looks at the annual change in total CPI going back to 1969. Well, now let's overlay the annual change in median US home prices over the same time period. Other than when home prices crashed with the bursting of the housing bubble, for more than 50 years, home price growth has outpaced inflation. And this means we are offsetting higher consumer prices because home values are increasing at an even faster rate. But inflation has additional impacts on buyers. And now I'm talking about savings. As we all know, the interest paid on savings today is pretty abysmal. In fact, the best money market accounts that I could find were offering interest rates of between 0.5 and 0.7% annually. And given that this is obviously significantly below the rate of inflation, it means that dollars saved continue to be worth less and less over time while inflation may, remains hot. Now, rather than watching their money drop in value because of rising prices, it's natural that households would look to put their cash to work by investing in assets where the return is above the rate of inflation, meaning that their money is no longer losing value. And where better place to put it than into a home. So the bottom line here is that inflation supports demand from home buyers because one, most are borrowing at a fixed rate that will not be impacted by rising inflation. Two, mortgage payments are fixed and these payments going forward become lower as incomes rise, unlike renters out there who continue to see their monthly housing costs increase. Three, with inflation at a level not seen since the early 1980s, borrowers facing 5% mortgage rates are actually still getting an amazing deal. In fact, by my calculations, mortgage rates would have to break above 7% to significantly slow demand, and I find that highly unlikely. And four, if history holds true, home price appreciation will continue to outpace inflation. Demand appears to still be robust and supply anemic. Although off the all-time low inventory levels we saw in January, the number of homes for sale in March was the lowest of any March since records started being kept in the early 1980s. 
But even though I'm not worried about the impact of rates rising on the market in general, I do worry about first-time buyers. You see, these are households that have never seen mortgage rates above 5%, and they just don't know how to deal with it. Remember that the last time the 30-year fixed averaged more than 5% for an entire month was back in March of 2010. And given the fact these young would-be home buyers have not benefited from rising prices as existing homeowners have, as well as the fact they're faced with soaring rents, make it harder for them to save up for a down payment on their first home, many are in a rather tight spot, which may lead the first-time buyer's share of the market to pull back. So the bottom line, as far as I'm concerned, is that mortgage rates normalizing should not lead you to feel any sort of panic, and that current rates are highly unlikely to be the cause of a market correction. But I will leave you with this one thought. If you agree with me that a systemic drop in home prices has to be caused by a significant increase in supply, and that buyers who are currently taking out adjustable rate mortgages are more qualified and therefore able to manage to refinance their homes when rates do revert at some point in the future, then what will cause listings to rise to a point that can negatively impact prices? Much as it's true that a significant increase in home development might cause this, I find that unlikely. And as far as existing owners are concerned, well, I worry far more about a prolonged lack of inventory than a significant increase in the number of homes for sale. And I say this for one very simple reason. And it's because a vast majority of homeowners either purchased when mortgage rates were at or near their historic lows, or they refinanced their current homes when rates dropped. And it's this that could be the biggest problem for the market. Even if rates don't rise at all from current levels, well, I question how many homeowners would think about selling if they were to lose the historically low mortgage rates that they have locked in. It's quite possible that for one, this one reason alone, we may experience a tight housing market for several more years. As always, if you have any questions or comments about this particular topic, please do reach out to me. But in the meantime, stay safe out there. I look forward to visiting with you all again next month. Bye now.